Hello and welcome back to Theory for Turntables. I'm Ryan, and that's not Matt, that's Rachel. You on point, Rachel? All the time, Ryan. Are you on point, Rachel? All the time, Ryan. Are you on point, Rachel? All the time, Ryan. Well then, let's start this podcast and start doing things. Uh, That should have been better (laughs) rapping. Uh, we dishonored a tribe called Quest uh, by not actually checking our rhyme uh, before starting the podcast. Uh, so we are t- we are celebrating the 25th anniversary of um, Tribe Called Quest's second album, The Low End Theory, um, and this is a seminal hip hop album um, and one of a just a bumper crop of albums. Not only that were released in 1991, but were released precisely on September 24th, 1990. So we're um, in order to celebrate all of the um, 25th anniversary albums that are coming up on September 24th. We have to start now to get them all out. Uh, and I guess spoiler alert: we've done one of them already, uh, which is Red Hot Chili Peppers, uh, Blood Sugar, Sex Magic, um, and then the big one coming out is Nirvana's Nevermind. Um, but then, I, and I don't know that we'll cover it on the podcast, but um, also on that same day, um, another major album from Across the Pond uh, was uh, Primal Scream's Screamadelica. Um, and so that kind of across genres, um, across continents, um, that this is a major, September 24th, 1991, was just a landmark watershed day. Um, and and uh, we're both very excited to be discussing uh, low-end theory. And I know... Um, you know, Rachel, you are you are known as the uh, Theory for Turntables punk correspondent, but I also like to consider you the Theory for Turntables Tribe Called Quest correspondent as well, because I think of many uh, of the many uh, bands um, that that we've discussed that you've introduced me to. Uh, I know that you are responsible for, if not introducing me to uh, Tribe Called Quest, certainly for um, uh, getting me to like them or get, getting getting me to the uh, Tribe Called Quest songs that eventually turned me into a fan. Well, because you know that I know that you know who I am. <laughs> no, yeah, I, I think that's right. I um, I am not just a punk rock correspondent. I also like other things too. So I'm really excited to talk about this album, which is uh, a mind changing, epic uh, album with extreme influence uh, in in the genre and it's just a, it's just a game changer do you remember when it changed your own personal game do you remember when you got hip to this album well i think the hard thing uh for me about um talking about this album is that you know i got into this around the time of napster so it's like the entire tribe called quest discography is just like a a mishmash of like stuff from you know people's instinctive and this album and midnight marauders and the so later what you're saying songs. Is, is that you got into this album today when you discerned which tribe called quest songs were on this album and which ones were on other albums no i think that's kind of true it's, it's like i actually like listening to the album you know in preparation for this podcast it was informative to actually be like oh this song's on this album this is good to know you know and you, and you see it you, like it was really great to get the coherence you know, really appreciate, you know, the album as a whole and the coherence of, of the album rather than hearing the kind of different, you know, little pieces here and there from across the entire career and the entire discography. Uh, right. So, it, you know, I, I listened to the Tribe Called Quest album called Burning a Bunch of Songs on a CD. 
and then like usually I would do some sort of like hand hand drawn art or cover it in a sticker collage and write you know put put a label maker label on it. And it was like, and, and that is actually that was my introduction to a tribe called Quest was one of those burnt, stickered up CDs with a tribe called Quest written on it. Uh, so I also did not know anything about these albums of which one speaks, uh, other than um, your handmade albums. No, and I, you know, but but it was very those those the handmade albums were pretty comprehensive for like you know the they had all the content. It just you didn't get the benefit of the actual. Um, the actual flow and sequencing and all the good stuff that makes an album an album. Although I think that once you kind of listen to Low and Deer Theory itself, and we'll get into this, is that there's a way in which the, this is um, Fife Dog, Q-Tip, uh, and, and the rest of the Tribe Called Quest, uh, handmade album to us, right? That there is a sense of that this is a... a um, an, an album of kind of that that exercises quite a lot of complete control and kind of creative control over over process um, and over design, where you feel like you are being given a mixtape by by a tribe by by Fife Dog and Q Tip. So, if you whether or not you uh, know this album or know some of the songs, um, go ahead and listen to this this whole album start to finish. Um, and you know we talk a lot about use cases and things to do. Uh, and uh, over the last day, we've uh, we've we've done two different kinds of things while listening to this album. One is uh, is running, and it's a good running album because yes. um, as as a, as a steady beat beat, you can kind of lose yourself uh, in the bass lines, in the in the drums, uh, in the lyrics. Uh, but it's also you know, uh, maybe maybe cook cook and eat dinner while eating this album. We did that yesterday. Uh, uh, while 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 in fact sitting at a table um, uh, in our in our in our living slash dining area. Right. It wasn't it wasn't dinner in front of the the TV while you binge watch Stranger Things. It was like grown up dinner where yes. we look into <laughs> each other's eyes and actually talk. That's right. It was grown and sexy dinner time. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and that's what uh, if, if that's that's what the low end theory is for. Uh, uh, but find your own uh, find your find your own use case for the low end theory, uh, and then meet us back here for the discussion after this word from our commercial sponsors. Are you more normcore than normcore? I'm so normcore. I don't even know what normcore is because I'm so norm. I bet then you must be looking for the right cellular communication device. I have a flip phone, but that's just not simple enough. How about a sky pager? What's a pager? I don't know. I'm actually too young for that, but that sounds great and simple. It sure is. You can't even get a call. Wow, that's amazing. I don't really want calls. How do I get one? A pager or a call? A pager. I definitely don't want calls. I'm pretty sure. Talking scares me. Well, here in my hand is the last Skytel pager. Do you want to buy it? Yes, please. I would love to buy it. I find communication to be really uh, anxiety-producing. Okay. Here's a pager. That'll be $5. Awesome. Well, that buy a pager. You have to buy it from her now, because that's the only one. 
Sorry, not for sale. And we're back. Well, that was an odd ad because it was advertising something that you can't get. Well, and we'll talk about this, right? <laughs> that there's a lot of ways in which this is, um, you know, this album is a product of 91. There's actually a number of points in the album where they say it's 91. Uh, but, but the song that is the ode to the Sky Pager, and, and the, um, the Sky Pager comes up. It, like within the first two lines, right? Um, that on the on the opening track, uh, excursions. Um, uh, Q-tip says, "Back in the days when I was a teenager, before I had status and before I had a pager." Um, and so it is interesting to think about. Um, the 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 pager as a representative of of the kind of the now uh and i am you know it, it is interesting to think about um you know when i was a child i did childish things like not have a pager mm-hmm. <laughs> uh but now but now i am a man and i'm a, i'm a i'm a rapping abstract man with a pager um and and it, it is so interesting to think about that that as the now uh, uh, uh then because uh it seems so quaint to us um even who kind of remember pagers mm-hmm. um, it, the idea must um, you know even blow the minds of, of even younger um, of younger audiences um, and so it, it is it is just very interesting to kind of think about the the pager as as a marker of when this uh, is, is is existing um, but I have, and I have a question kind of about related to this. Mm-hmm. The kind of the when of this album, or kind of this situates this in the kind of timeline of um, of the various musics that we talk about, and that's this. You know, uh, is is rap pop? And if you call it that, should you stop? Whoa, that is a question. Wow. Well, I think you know. I think definitely this album is is uh trying to is like struggling with that and trying to think about that and and is answering you know has like answers to that question um i mean they definitely say please stop right but i do think that and check your and check the rhyme right right there's definitely please stop do not call it rap is not pop please stop stop. rap is not pop please stop Please stop. Um, no, but it is a question that I think is definitely a concern of this album. Um, you know, there's a lot of songs on here that take on the record industry. And I think there is this, there's like a lot of kind of like meta awareness lyrically about both kind of like the place, their place in hip hop and their influence. And then, you know, sort of like the trajectory, you know, they're, they're kind of like in the midst of like a rising trajectory. Right. And, and like a, a a cultural and commercial influence of the genre that is only getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And they're, they're kind of on the, they're on like the comet, the upward path, I guess a comet goes down, but you know, they're on an up, they're on a like fast accelerating, you know, curve, like a, a fast accelerating curve that's going up. Um, not really a good descriptive there, but you know, they're in the midst of that upward trajectory. And I think they're like a rocket, like a rocket. Thank you. Rockets do that guys. Rockets. Thank you. <laughs> Rockets do that. But they're in the middle of that upward trajectory, and I think they're trying to figure out, 
you know, where is it? Where is that rocket landing? Right? Where is it going? Right? And and what's the what is the where is it going? And th- that matters, right? And I think you know, there's something about like something that has that kind of forward momentum. I think there's concern about it, like kind of being like losing control of the rocket, right? And the rocket going to a place you don't want it to go. Um, and it, it, that's, I think that's really interesting because I think then, I mean, just kind of in, in kind of articulating that concern is that in this line that we kind of zoomed in on from um, Check the Rhyme, which is I think one of the more famous songs from this album, um, that they. Uh, uh, the, like immediately before the line of rap is not pop. If you call it that, then stop. Um, is uh, is uh, the the rapper that is name checked is MC Hammer, mm-hmm. right? Um, and that uh, and uh, and and specifically, you know, uh, what's that hammer proper? Uh, referencing uh, as you pointed out, uh, Hammer's 1990 Pepsi commercial, which he says proper, and kind of then double entendring, uh, kind of rap as both pop music and as kind of the selling of soda pop um, and, and as kind of mass consumption and and so I think this is interesting in that you know this is also you know, the other question that I would have asked is uh, you know is the tribe is tribe called quest an indie band um, and I think that they they very much are because once you once you have um, pop rap um, and kind of explicitly pop rap and kind of ex- explodingly rap rap this exploding plot popularity as Hammer did and is even some of the other albums um, that we've discussed um, throughout the 80s did um, like like BC Boys um, like um, uh, NWA which we discussed on the main podcast um, uh, if not on here uh, and and Public Enemy uh, which which also uh, was was quite quite popular at the time once you have pop rap you can then also have indie rap um and be, you know, because there is no indie without a pop to to kind of oppose um and so that there is i think that there is a self-conscious indiness there that is very much this and then i think the other thing that i think is an important part of this is that in ter- in terms of trying to like correct the trajectory of the of the hip hop rocket um that it's not only um thinking about the aim but it's kind of also in trying to estimate where it will land or make a case for where it will land it's also tracing the origins of the um of the law Launch, right and kind of uh, of tracing the and so and so what that means is kind of finding roots of um, uh, hip hop in in kind of black culture black music and I think specifically jazz and funk um, and again it's um, you know back to this first line that we were talking about right so back when back in the days when I was a teenager before I had status and before before I had a pager aka in the eighties. Um, you could find the abstract listening to hip hop. So Q-Tip is listening to hip hop. Um, my pops used to say um, it reminded him of bebop, um, and then uh, and then I think the next line is well, I, well I, I said well, daddy, don't you know that things go in cycles? And I think that this is like is is I think um, and there I think are other places where this shows up, but this is such a, a succinct. Um, 
statement of purpose of this album of connecting to um, uh, of of connecting to a previous musical tradition and saying that these are not different, right? And that, that hip hop is in fact part of these. Um, and so by by claiming that trajectory, it's also weirdly trying to influence where it's landing by by claiming where it is coming from. Um, if it, if that makes sense, um, yeah. No, completely. And I mean the way you would calculate you the way you would try to predict where something lands is by right i mean i think that like informs where it came from right and calculating its trajectory to calculate a trajectory is to understand how and where something came from yeah uh you know and i think i think that's right i think that it that for those first few lines on the song excursions really very do succinctly lay out i think the, the the kind of meta concerns and aims of this album and then sonically you know the the album kind of continues that that story and that that argument right by you know by having the, so many jazz samples by having so much bass yeah um so many bass samples so many jazz um jazz samples really just really tying the entire sound of this album to to jazz and to you know, really tie in that respect to like a, a larger like black musical tradition, right? I mean, I guess that's an interesting question. Is like, it, like, is that what the like? What is the low end theory, right? A, a theory makes a proposition, mm-hmm. right? Is a, a a theory is a a kind of um, a a testable and generalizable statement about the world mm-hmm. um, is, is a proposition um, that then could be can be tested, right? Uh, and so and so if there is a low end theory, um, a, a a theory about low endness. Um, you know, is is the is the is the is the low end theory that um, is the is, is it seems like then the low end theory is one of trajectory or one of um, to kind of go from kind of um, you know the rocket science to to biology. It's one of of evolution, mm-hmm. right? Um, and that 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 there is a kind of evolutionary um, pathway, um, and and so the the theory is if. Um, you know the, the the testable hypothesis is that um if rap is is kind of descended from hip hop right and that they and they're kind of connected by by bass especially i think and, and and the bass is kind of uh the bass bass and rhythm um are are kind of the the core components of these common um ancestors um if the, if these are connected then this album should sound awesome right <laughs> um and so then then the album is the is is the the rec- Recording of a set of experiments um, in uh, in in uh, in testing this low end theory, right? No, I, I think that's right. I think in you know lo- looking at the the rocket trajectory metaphor, that is the theory, right? It's tying it's tying the evolution of of hip hop to to other to other music, right? And in particular to to jazz and to that that kind of also the. I think improv improvisational spirit that is part of right so noted in jazz, right, and tying that tradition of improv in both jazz, uh, you know, and, and hip hop, and making that link, right, making that sonic link, putting together, you know, this is all part of the larger lineage, musical lineage, uh, and and they're all and they're all related. 
Yeah, I think that's I think that's actually totally true, and I think that the the so- the song um, that uh, where where this comes in, and I think the other piece of this is that um, where where and where improvisation comes in is that there is a kind of connection to freestyling and not necessarily battling, but to to the cipher, right? And I don't know that the word of the the cipher is explicitly referenced, but of a kind of group of people spitting rhymes Mm -hmm. and kind of just doing this, you know, that it's kind of the, the rapping equivalent of a, of a pickup basketball game. Um, And I think that the song um, that uh, I'm explicitly thinking of, of this um, is the one that we were referencing in our, in our opening lines, right? Is, uh, is, check the rhyme um and that in in checking the check the rhyme i you know i, I don't know why i'm bothering looking for the lyrics because <laughs> we know them right it's um uh back in the days in the boulevard of linden we used to kick routines and the presence was fitting and uh it was i um it was i the abstract and me the five footer i kicked the mad style so step off the frankfurter yeah. right <laughs> and so right so the setting up that in um linden boulevard in queens right is that we are on the street we are hanging out um and i think what i think this song is very interesting because this structure is kind of it's an invocation right and it's a a kind of opening that it has an almost liturgical quality to it so that it is it's setting up and then that this part is 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 routine right we used to kick routines Mm -hmm. um and and um but then what's really interesting is that um that that there there's kind of this warm up where there where what is established is the rhythm is the back and forth uh is is the beat um and then um and then as, as uh, uh q tip says um you know well, after checking several times uh whether fife dog is on point um then uh, he says well grab the microphone and let your words rip um and uh and and that and then what follows has whether or not it was composed improvisationally has this spirit of um, of of kind of a a of an improvisation, right? Um, and of a, of a lyrical improvisation. Um, and there isn't, and on this track, and on most of the tracks, there are not many choruses um, or many or many hooks, right? That there are these what we call kind of in uh in, in kind of listening um rap workouts right the, the songs where the purpose is um is 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 the rapping itself and a kind of repeated hook or a chorus uh is secondary to to verses right and there's a whole song here that's just called verses from the abstract right it's not you know it's not and also some choruses from the abstract right no i think you're right about there is i think Tribe Called Quest is really, you know, I don't think you get this kind of group anymore, like a real, like, crew, right? They're a group, right? They're a group, a real legitimate, and in essence, they're an indie band, right? Like, they're a real group. They all work off of each other. The songs are very dependent on the back and forth between Q-Tip and Fife. And and, and and between the kind of DJ and the, the DJ, DJ, right? No, right. there's a real like they are a group, and they, I think you had more of those kinds of like pure groups in the '90s, and and I think they're 
they, they, they're really good at it. They're really good at the back and forth. They're really good at trading off focus. Like they would be an excellent improv troupe. <laughs> they really, they share focus. They, 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 their song, their, their verses complement one another really well. They trade off lines, like just seamlessly. It, there's, that's what like, I mean, this is what makes them, this is what makes them masters and what makes them famous is, is that, is that seamlessness is, is the kind of magic of listening to Fife and Q-Tip trade off verses and lines. Well, and I think it's, I think that this is really worth um, noting and kind of also in kind of compa- contrasting with where we've, we've come because that there is a sense in which that is also the case in a way with the Beastie Boys, but as we discussed in the Beastie Boys album, they all the Beastie Boys all have the same annoying voice. It's seamless because they because <laughs> they're all grading in the exact same way, and it's this frenetic. Um, uh, it's just like the way that the reason there's three of them is that so because like a, one Beastie Boy would have to breathe and take a breath uh, and relent for even a moment, um, but with three Beastie Boys, they can just keep it's it's a relay uh, a relay barrage um but what's uh and and i kick you know, we 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 gave many appreciations for paul's boutique when uh, matt and i discussed that record um but or no it's jordan sorry jordan and i discussed uh paul's boutique um but i think that what you're pointing out rachel is that that tribe called quest is a um uh, as as a rap duo um, and, and you know the, the 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 phenomenon that we identify with the Beastie Boys is also to an extent true of um, of Run DMC, um, and then you have a, a contrast where um, in in um, in in Public Enemy that you have a very very distinct personalities of of Chuck D and Flavor Flav, but that they're that they're they're playing functionally different roles. Right, it's of MC and hype man, um, and so that I, I think that what you have as a kind of um, as a partnership here uh, is similar. You know, maybe most similar. Um, to I would say NWA, right? I think that NWA, um, you know, both as as you could experience on on Straight Outta Compton, and as, especially as depicted in the film, um, is this kind of combination of of perspectives and is a is a group. And I think that Tribe Called Quest takes a lot of that um, that DNA. But also, I think, and and this is relating in terms of of understanding trajectory. You know, inf- influenced by that aspect of NWA. And I think by by um, the production on Straight Out of Compton as well, um, and and the kind of way sampling is used, and the types of records that are sampled, um, while then also I think you know finding another way that's a third way between um, Hammer's uh, Soda Pop Pop um, and 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 NWA's kind of you know gangsta you know gangsta nihilism, right? Um, Right, both of which I guess were really commercially viable, right? <laughs> um, whereas, like, I, I think Tribal Called Quest was, was you know, they, they I think they both, both this album and Midnight Marauders did hit, like, platinum, but it took a while, right? And it wasn't like they were out of the ballpark commercial successes, which, again, I think leads to the idea of them as an, them as an indie band, which I think I kind of like an indie mainstream band. They're like right? an, yes. they're, they're like the they're like the hip hop like Arcade Fire or something. No, like, I, 
I think that's right. I, I think, or do go more like timely. It's like um, hip hop pavement or something. Yeah, no, I, I think that's right. I, you know, right because they're like they're kind of giants in the field, right? Uh, while still indie, but I think they really. I mean, this. You know, going off of the indie thing, you know, I think they really are also the template for for like what I would describe as like backpacker rap, right? And like in a lot of acts that came after them that that just really well, wanted to emulate the way this album sounded. So, un- and I think we may have talked about this a little bit uh, before, but can you can you unpack the backpack a little bit? <laughs> You know, I, what is in what is in your rucksack? <laughs> what is in my rucksack? You know, I think they're. I think they really are like the blueprint for a lot of acts to follow that were, you know, also heavily in the jazz samples. Also, kind of like conscious, uh, conscious, you know, socially conscious. Um, you know, it just kind of avoiding sort of the. I think trying to find that middle way, right, between uh, that middle way between like flashy pop act, uh, MC Hammer style rap and the, you know, the kind of commercial viability of the, the gangster rap as well. Trying to find that middle way. So I'm thinking of things like the early Black Eyed Peas and Jurassic 5 and I guess Common and, and just like a lot of. A lot of uh, acts that have come, at, you know, that, that have since followed, I think, are, are all looking in some way to like the blueprint that was set up by Tribe Called Quest. I think that I think that another thing to kind of identify on on um, on, on backpackerism, um, in, in in order to kind of just identify the origin, which I think is important, is that um, back the the kind of identification of backpacks with a certain kind of of indie uh, uh, hip-hop is that um, backpacks were associated with graffiti artistry mm-hmm. um, right and so that and um, that that there's a sense of in and why this is important is that in kind of it's a a nod to um, to 80s hip-hop and kind of golden age and earlier hip-hop where there is a close symbiosis between rapping Turntablism, breakdancing, and graffiti. Um, right, and I, I remember that. I, I remember I, I went to it, and I didn't actually get into the class, but there was a there was a residential college seminar um, uh, when I was when I was in college on hip hop that I went to the first lecture of, and the um, the the lecturer, the the instructor, said there are five pillars of hip hop, and it was those four things that I mentioned, um, plus a fifth pillar, which is knowledge. Um, and uh, I remember a friend of this site and I. Uh, uh, John Levin, kind of, uh, uh, it, was, it was an awakening moment for us because we, uh, you know, ha- having not listened to primarily backpacker rap, thought that the five pillars of hip hop were very different. Um, <laughs> uh, I believe it was like guns, drugs, like <laughs> sex. Well, I feel like and so, and that I, you know, I think I think thank you for bringing up the origins of the term backpacker rap because I do think that that goes back to this idea of like how to you know. Hip hop is a rocket, right? And we're trying to figure out its trajectory. And you know, this the the kind of like the backpacker rap then like cohort is you know they're trying to they're trying to go back to the roots, right? They're trying to reestablish the lineage and the origins and what came before. And you know, 
I guess as you get further, as the rocket goes further and further into the stratosphere, right, the the, t- the nearest touch points become closer and closer, right? And you're you're going back to like tribe called Quest rather right. than than being like the kind of originators of a sound of of a jazzy sound. I think it's also the further and further the um, the the rocket goes the more that kind of that kind of backpackerism becomes kind of cosplay right? yeah no I, I think that's right yeah and it becomes- or, or historical reenactment right of of kind of like a like being like and and like nostalgia like kind of it's like back uh, backpackers are kind of the i mean in, in a way right in 1991 is the year of the first 80s revival mm-hmm. <laughs> right i mean think about that mm-hmm. like the by 1991 right and it's there again there's several times right in that opening lyrics of of calling back to the 80s and there and this is kind of referenced several times of the good old days right. um and that is um and that's amazing this is a theme that kind of comes up even on less kind of backpacker identified acts i mean i think about um wu-tang right on um 36 chambers um could it all be so simple right it starts with that the symbol of like everybody's talking about back in the days back in the days right and so that already by the early 90s there's this world weary nostalgia for the golden age of hip-hop right right yeah no there's this there is there's this weary nostalgia for the golden age of hip-hop there's this there's this already identity crisis and and trying to figure out you know where are we going where are we going and like you know we need to we need to like i think it's like a sense of like we you know needing to establish like control over the genre right and not letting the genre become something that it it shouldn't be shit shouldn't become so wait are you are you saying that <laughs> that uh tribe called quest was just trying to make hip-hop great again <laughs> <laughs> i mean that 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 you know they're trying to yeah i mean they're trying they're trying well, i guess but no, no, without being uh, let me let me rephrase this in a moderately less trolly way yeah is it is there something inherently conservative about that impulse um and uh and and uh, so i'm kind of playing devil's advocate here is that is, is that kind of preservationist society um kind of acknowledge kind of musical pro- progressivism um or is there um or or is there a way in which that kind of in in certain kind of context that that kind of making great again or or identifying with something that's great is not always necessarily a conservative instinct um i think it can go both ways i think so i'll say this i think some of what we described is like the cosplay the cosplay uh as like hip-hop or the kind of later revival or like later jazzy hip-hop like acts Mm -hmm. i think is a little bit more kind of a you know kind of a conservative impulse but i don't think i think at for this album and what tribe called quest did at this time was not a conservative impulse right it was definitely a forward-thinking you know genre busting genre defining like album right and this is like a totally unique sound to the time and it it wasn't there i don't think there is a conservative impulse it's actually just trying it's just like a desire to wrest control of like the narrative of of like your own narrative right mm. it's, it's i mean basically like trying to wrest control like that like hip-hop and rap like remain like are part of like the black musical canon that yeah. they are like 
you know, that it remains a musical form that is not like totally subsumed and co-opted by other people and by white, you know, by white people. And that it's something that like, it remains a part of, of black culture. And then like, it's something that like the narrative needs to be shaped, you know, by, by black people. Right. And so I think there's just like a, a, there's like a very, in, in charting that path forward, it's like the, the album's concerned about that while also totally changing the game and like changing the kinds of, you know, the influences that, that people would, would turn to in future, in future songs, like what they would sample, right. And the, the kinds of places they would, the kinds of, you know, records they would sample, what their records could sound like, um, so I don't think I do think there can be though to your point I do think that there sometimes could be like a kind of conservative impulse there I kind of think of you know from my punk rock correspondent hat on I think there's a lot of like fetishization in like punk music about like the summer of 77 and or the spirit of 77 right like making everything sound like the original like punk bands and and that can mean different things to different people, right? Whether you're kind of like, you know, you look to New York punk as like the sort of like origin, the real or like the true origin of punk. Or if you look to like British bands as like kind of taking that New York sound and making it like what are, you know, making it kind of this new, different thing that is sort of more like the spirit of 77. Um, or, or like even like later, like kind of um, like... 80s youth crew hardcore, right? Mm-hmm. And, and like that's something that we we've seen recently. Uh, some uh, some shows of kind of stalwart bands of that scene um, that feel kind of very frozen in time, right? And right. kind of de- deliberately so. And so it is so interesting that there are many, there's no one, I think part of what then gives the lie to that kind of, um, that, that kind of impulse is that there are so many different original moments that preservationists are trying to preserve. And I think that you are right that this is, this is kind of different in that this is, this is, and it's, I think it's telling because while also by, this is so for, backward looking that it becomes forward looking, right? Um, and, 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 and I mean that in that, that this is not, um, this does not sound dated at all. Um, and, uh, and, and that, uh, the kind of sense of, and I think that especially because the, the base, has never has not stopped being relevant, right? That we're in a post low end world, um, and, and and I think that the kind of lack of kind of of basiness um, is what is one marker that sets out kind of earlier uh, rap, right? Where, it, where I mean, because it's kind of often described as boom bap, right? And, the, and because you know the booms of the kick drum and the baps of the snare drum are kind of the, a lot of what is going on sonically, and this has that, um, and I think that what is very very interesting and something I think a lot about in listening to this in, in terms of uh, rhythmics is that so jazz is is primarily swung right and, and there's kind of a greater amount of space in between the notes um, so rather than um, being played on the dat 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 there's lots of da 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 um, and you and and even hearing that f- uh, figure without any kind of melody without any kind of pitch you hear that um, that kind of swung and kind of um, um, hanging, uh, kind of spacey, 
um, and and uh, with room to breathe, fi- rhythmic figure is in the bass lines, right? That these bass lines swing and and breathe, and are uh, some were actually played live by an upright upright jazz bassist, and others were were were, were jazz samples. Um, but then at the same time, the um, the the drums are not swung right so the rhythm is on the drums is not ta 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 um because that would become very different right, right. Uh, um but what you have are are boom bap drums with um with swung bass right and the, the, those and that kind of is is really interesting because you have um, they're actually kind of working on different timetables um, and and that is I think one of these I think that is the mind blowing sound of what is on here um, and and that it kind of it is allowing it is recognizing the, not only the the value of this kind of low end but that it doesn't have to be in lockstep with the drums and I think that that so like the bass has been liberated. <laughs> Right? Yeah. Uh, and 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 uh, and and that that kind of notion is carries over through, throughout and it, in various um, you know balances and permutations. But I think actually in contemporary hip hop, very much so as well. And I think that in contemporary hip hop, the drums have actually slowed down um, and kind of spaced out alongside the bass. But the, the um, right in kind of contemporary trap music and kind of these more moodier and and more experimental um, um, sides of, of, of hip hop. But this this kind of moving um, kind of liberated bass um, is still very contemporary. Yeah, no, and I think um, I think the swung bass in in like the sound of of these songs, I, I think it gives. I know it also ge- it gives like more room for it gives more room for the lyricists to really you know I I think let go and like it gives them more room it gives them more room to improvise and freestyle and to really like work on on the on the flow and on on what they're on like the way that they get to interact with the drum beat and mm-hmm. and with the bass, right? I mean, it strikes me as being a little bit like surfing in that you mm-hmm. you you want to surf a big wave, not a small wave, right? Um, because on the large wave, there's just more surface area to move on, right? And that, that these are these, these kind of long kind of um, the, what the jazz allows them to do is gives them space to surf, right? Yeah, no, I really, I love the, I love the surfing idea. It, exactly, you know, it gives them, it gives them, right, it gives them space to move, and it gives them space to move in a lot of different ways. They're not, they're not as constrained or like rhyming on more like clipped rhythms, right? They, they get to, they get to space things out. They get to. They they just they have a little more fun and a little more like playfulness. I mean, and that's really interesting because I I'm just kind of realizing as we say this that that kind of parallels the overall kind of mode of production as well, right? So that that this kind of freedom, the rhythmic freedom, 
is 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 kind of echoing the creative freedom and creative control, right? And so that there that like by both kind of in the songs, so that there are songs explicitly that are talking about carving out space from record rap promoters and record labels um, and the industry um, and kind of people who are are hassling you, um, and in the same way the the rhyming um, is also like seeking that same kind of liberation from from rhythmic constraint right so that that there's a kind of um echoing on the one hand of of the constraints of kind of capitalism and commerce and of the rhythm Mm -hmm. um and then of the kind of freedom of both artistic agency and um and 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 rhyme and, and and the agency of rhyme right well, I, I love that too. It's like the it's like the drum beats are like commercialism and capitalism, and like right. the kind of the steady the steady drumming of of of, of capitalism and having to, having to make money, and yet kind of the freedom to both. It's like the freedom to marry both of them, right? It's it's the freedom to like yeah. make money doing what you love, and and like not and not selling out, and not. You know, not making Pepsi commercials, but like to to make money, you know, by by promoting your artwork. Yeah, because I mean, I think that that's right, because this isn't, you know, experimental free jazz hip hop. Right. <laughs> um, and, and that there there could have been a way to do jazzy hip hop that is alienating and confounding. Mm-hmm. Um, but instead, this is kind of freedom within constraint. Um, and, and that there is a sense of, you know, they they are concerned um, about selling records, about making money. They, 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 they talk about this a lot, but it's within. In kind of that ability to to not uh, a kind of uncompromised vision of what is being expressed, and I kind of, I mean, again, kind of going back to this kind of these indie concerns, that there's extreme concern about authenticity, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and and being for real about being the for real Q-tip and the re- for real Fife dog, right? Yeah, no, and it, you know, I think there's in general there's other concerns about you know you you mentioned concerns about realness. There's even like I'm thinking now of the song Butter, where there's this whole long verse, kind of being a little I think unfair to to women who um kind of like kind of relax their hair or like wear like colored contacts or like do other kind of things to like change their appearance. Um, to kind of like ch- kind of like change their appearance like particularly there's like a lot of like there's a lot of like pretty actually funny lines about if you can't achieve it then why not try and weave it if you can't extend it then you might as well suspend it if you can't braid it best thing to do is fade it which i'm like really fife you really want the girls you're dating with to fade their hair okay but I mean, it worked for grace jones right <laughs> yeah yeah i think grace jones definitely like pulled it off and looks cool um but right i mean i think there's like there's definitely like a concern with i think you know realness not just in like the lyrics here but just in general like authenticity and i think it's part of like the larger conversation of like these questions of authenticity and realness are important because they are tied to like a an overall kind of consciousness, um, particularly I think like the hair conversations, right? About like mm. they're tied to like larger conversations about um, like Black Pride and, and 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 you know like kind of accepting like accepting your yourself, uh, loving yourself, accepting your like natural features. 
you know, again, I think, you know, I think there's like other conversations there about like, well, you know, there are, there are like aspects of like, you know, genders of performance and like, you know, there are things, there are, there are other reasons why women want to like, you know, like change their appearance or, you know, mess with their hair. Right. Like, but like these, you know, these are all anyway, but that's like another conversation. But it's still, I think, I just wanted to note that particular, like, set of lyrics. I think that concern for authenticity is also there, just kind of as part of the other larger concerns about um, realness. I think this is really interesting, just kind of um, backing that up. Again, going back to this kind of first uh, song on the album, um, Excursions, um, there's a line kind of near the middle of the song where um, Q-Dip says, listen to the rhyme because it's time to make the gravy. If it moves your booty, then shake, shake a baby all the way to Africa, a.k.a. the motherland. And that kind of like real focus on Afrocentrism, right? Right. And uh, is is very, um, is, 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 is right there in that first song right and kind of um so i think that that connects through to to that dialogue uh, as well are there other specific songs that you wanted to jump to in terms of um these themes or kind of other connected themes that we've been talking about um i think as far as like realness and authenticity i mean i think the you know you have things like, you know, you have, like, the the uh, verses from show business, right, which I think are a kind of a more, like, you know, line by line, um, you know, kind of takedown of, you know, of, of the music industry and... You know, I mean, right, that starts, right, let me tell you about the snakes, the fakes, the lies, the highs, uh, at all of these industry shindigs. When you see the pretty girls in, a, in the high animated world checking for a rapper with all the dough, um, if you take a shit, they want to know, right? Right, right. And if you're going to fall, they won't be around y'all. So, so you still want to do the show business, uh, and, you, and you think that you got what it takes. I mean, you really got to rap and be all that and prepare yourself for the breaks. Right, and that's and um, and I think the 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 corollary right from Check the Rhyme is industry rule number four thousand and eighty record company people are shady, right? Yeah, no, right. I mean, there's a lot of concerns about you know not yeah, I mean not selling out, not being exploited right by the music industry, not being commercialized right, yeah. and not being or not being. It's not about not making money or not being commercial and like not having a market. It's about being ex- not being exploited. exploited. But right. it's just about not being exploited, uh, you know, by the industry and not again having control over your art, your your business, you know, and and like the meta the meta trajectory of the ro- where that rocket's going, right? And being a part of that larger uh, rocket trajectory and shaping that trajectory. Yeah, I think that's I think that's right. I think the other song then that that I makes me think that we haven't talked about is um I think that there's something about um uh, uh bugging out the second song that has some of this uh, also. Um and what is the line? Um 
I, I think that there's this Fife Dog's second verse um, I've always really liked, um, and, uh, and and I'll, I'll read it now. Right? It's yo when you, when you bug out, you usually have a reason for the action. Sometimes you just do it for mere satisfaction. People be hounding, always surrounding, pulsing just like a migraine pounding. Um, you don't really f- fret. You stay in your sense. Camouflage your feeling of absolute tense. You soar off to another world deep in your mind. Um, but people uh, seem to take that as being unkind. Um, oh, yeah, oh, yo, he's acting stank. Really on a regal. A man of the fame, not a man of the people. Believe that if you want to. Uh, but I tell you this much. Riding on the train with no dough sucks. Once again, a, a case of your feet in my Nikes. If a crowd is, is in my realm, I'm saying, Mike, please. Hip-hop is living. Can't yank the uh, the, the play. If you do the result, we'll end up being kind of bugged. Um, And I think that this is kind of this interesting place as kind of um, hip-hop as this release Mm -hmm. and and as a place for – I mean, right, and and I I think that this is – that that these this is rap that is kind of about rap, <laughs> yeah, it is. right, and it, and it is kind of process art, um, and that's not to say that it's about nothing, um, but it, it is kind of um, it is kind of uh, this process of working through, um, and we we talk about this I talked about this in other hip hop albums. I know one that we talked about explicitly uh, was was Yeezus kind of working out kind of all of these kinds of the corners of Kanye ness, and is it, is it actually I mean you can kind of. Draw Draw a line from actually some of this work to through to Kanye, right? Mm-hmm. Um, both because um, he's he's like someone who like started with like a normal backpack and then traded it in for like a Margella backpack, <laughs> 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 right? That that is like filled only with holes and you, you can't carry anything uh, in your Margella backpack <laughs> uh, except except for like uh, fame, <laughs> um, right? But that that um, that there is a sense of kind of again like i mean there's something about this like kind of this 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 creative impulse um that is behind this and and the creative impulse is from a kind of sense of whether it's like awkwardness or kind of like frustration or kind of built up things that you need the microphone to to release um and so that this is then kind of about that right so that you are right and so what is interesting though this is not emo rap mm-hmm. that this is like rap it is it's very meta right that this is a rap this is rap about how rapping makes you feel yeah, no, and I, I love, I really love in that verse, like the last two lines. You know, hip hop is living, can't yank the plug. If you do the result, we'll end up kind of bugged, right? It, I think it goes to this, um, kind of to where you're talking about, of, you know, like it's not, you know, it's not that hip hop is a living, right? It's like hip hop is living, yeah, right? It is both alive. And it's also the act of living that like it's a lifestyle, it's a life, it's a it's a creative way of existing, and it's not something you you know you 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 can't unplug from that, you can't turn it off. It's like just it's a part of you, um, and the moment it's like not a part of you is where you're, I guess is where you've sold out, right? Where you've like produced something that's crap, right? And and the the product is terrible. You know, it's it, hip hop is something that like has to be with you and and is is and resides with you. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I mean, I think that's the other idea um, of like even 
uh, the the right the first line, uh, which is also the other line I would have said right at the very beginning of the song, um, and it's just this like it's just this thing that I thought about a lot. Um, in in you know because I guess the other kind of thing that we've not addressed is that this year is actually marks the passing of Fife Dog right mm-hmm. um, and and of half of this group um, and and there's something just so vital about starting a song uh, with the line microphone check one two what is this um, and and I think that because it's the the microphone was always already on um, <laughs> and 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 so that and 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 that there is. Um, and, and, and also because it's that, um, cause, because the second line, cause like sometimes there's a mic check is filler, right? And is, is, is kind of like procrastination or kind of, um, you know, uh, a, a preliminary, uh, time that wasn't cut out. But that, um, this starts with microphone check one, two, what is this? The five foot assassin with the roughneck business, um, and that 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 even the um, the even the, the the test and even the kind of um, throat clearing is part of the rhyme, right? Right. Um, and 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 is there right? Um, and uh, again, it actually reminds me of a um, of a Kanye line as well of even the superficial raps are super official, mm-hmm. right? And um, and that it's all. Um, it's all rap, right? <laughs> yeah, no, and I think, I mean, going to, like, the idea of, like, living hip-hop, right? It's the the performance and the performance and, like, the improv is, like, a part of the product, right? And is a part of, it's part of, like, it's it's not, you know, it's kind of, and now I'm thinking of, like, improv and, like, sketch, but, like, you know, it's it's kind of, like, what what is the thing that you're getting to, right? Is it, like improv and freestyle as like a way to sort of kind of put together a more polished set of verses or like no the 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 process of the the cre- the, the creative the creative improvisational process itself of freestyling and like and, and working against this beat and like going off of a beat are like are an important part of the actual product it's like what is important about like the, the art form right yeah, and I think that that is, you know, precisely what I think was very m- intuitively moving and shocking about the news of Fife Dogs passing, and and I think that you know, 2016 has been um, just a hell of a year for that in general, you know, of of and and uh, you know, of a number of other kind of TFT artists, right, that we've discussed of David Bowie um, and Prince, but I think that that. Um, Fife Dog hit me the hardest in part because he was the youngest of these uh, uh, of of, the, of these artists, but in part because I, and I think that that when you then reflect on Prince and Bowie, this is there as well of that it is like yes we have their recordings, but that there is something about the process itself that is that is vital, um, and that there is this kind of um, these great artists that there is this sense of this creative force and and that that loss even if you're not like listening to every newest thing that they're producing, mm-hmm. that there is something in every kind of recording and in every, in every performance that is, that is living. And that, that, that kind of, that, that spark and that, that kind of, 
it's it's the humanity of creativity or something like that that is that is so kind of moving about that loss because um, on the one hand it is kind of captured and immortalized but on the other hand it is this very these are the these these records are the product of living Um, and and uh, uh, and and so that 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 you really then feel that that loss because there 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 will you know it 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 that the, the, there is the, the the this this perspective is what is lost right and and this if, if that's making sense no it is and i think you feel that way because it's because right because these the process is is immortalized you know memorialized and is and is captured but you know as like kind of going back to something i said earlier part of what i i really Part of what I think, you know, struck, part of why this is the group I downloaded so many tracks off of Napster, you know, so many years ago, was I think it's, it's the back and forth. It's the, it's a real scent, like the songs capture like a real energy, a live, a kind of an energy that feels like live and, 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 you know, and like it feels like you're in a room with friends, right? And I think there's just something, you know that it's it's because you feel like you're in a room with friends you know knowing that one of those one of those friends you know is it around is sad it is and it you know it, it makes me reflect on you know the the second to last song on the album um what uh is is a song only with um with with Q-tip that has this kind of almost this eerie sense where he kind of talks a lot about these kind of things that are mutually constituting and, and are are kind of parts uh, of a whole, right? And so um, as just some of these um, is you know um, you know uh, let's see what are some good ones, right? Um, what what's Duke Ellington without that swing? What's Alex Haley if he doesn't have roots? What's a weekend if you're not uh, not knocking boots? What's a black nation without black unity what is a child that doesn't know puberty right it's all of these things that kind of complete each other yeah um and i think it's like really kind of saying it's like you know what is a q-tip without a fife dog right um and and it's it, and it is it, it's it's sad because like the answer is kind of utterly alone you know and 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 i think like i guess it's that everyone needs should have their fife dog and should have their um this kind of creative um this this kind of creative partner and you know he doesn't pose that question um but and and doesn't really state it like that um which is which is odd and it and also highlights this kind of tension in this group that's really explored really well in michael rapaport's um great documentary on um on tribe called quest where um it kind of like um you know highlights and documents their kind of early synergy and then the kind of way they broke apart in part um you know that this is kind of um, a fork in the road for a tribe called Quest um, of of kind of you know you, you almost hear Q-tip working through this kind of question of can I go it alone <laughs> <laughs> like um, and and he eventually does right and kind of goes on to a solo career and and a, a career as a producer and you know Five Dog you know had to- toiled on much more kind of relative obscurity um, not obscurity but like definitely did not have like quite lower this profile lower profile yeah. um, for sure and um, it is this trajectory that we see and you know it's actually what we talk 
talked about it um, with the Pixies also. When mm-hmm. you and I talked with uh, DJ and about kind of um, Kim Deal and and Black Francis um, and kind of this idea of, of the kind of a dominant force, like the, the the strength coming from the partnership, but then one person kind of doubting that and kind of and and, and forging off uh, on their own. Um, and so I, I find that there is again in this kind of again I, I remember just very clearly the morning that I found out that that five five dog had passed away i th- i mean i think i i said you know we were we were we were in bed i and i woke you up by saying holy shit i think <laughs> uh, was my, or like uh or or something like that um or maybe oh fuck uh or something and i think part of this was like understanding that you know that there this is a band that that reunites from time to time that that that, uh, that would get together and then this would not happen right that the that the rhymes would be checked no longer yeah no there would be no more back and forth none of that yeah none of the kind of like yeah i think the 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 sense of like friendship and community that like radiates off of these songs and it's not just it's not just though with a tribe called quest right it's that they had that friendship and community across like you know, across groups, right? They are often like frequent collaborators with De La Soul, um, you know. And I think, it, and you know, and they have the whole um, Native's Tongue Collective, right? They 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 actively were were forming and creating community, right? Arcticis's community, and I think, you know, and, and and that gets reflected in a lot of their in, in some of the songs. Uh, which, you know, I think one of the greatest songs that really has that, that sense of like the community, you know, showcasing the community that they, they work to like create is Scenario, Mm. which is, I mean, it's like the greatest like rap workout of all time. I mean. Well, and it's also described as like one, like the like a posse cut, right? Yeah. Like, because like, right? So it's it's with um, leaders of the new school. Um, the most famous of the leaders of the new school being Buster Rhymes, right? And this mm-hmm. is kind of a very early Buster Rhymes um, appearance. Um, and that this really, again, bringing back to this idea of a party of very talented people, mm-hmm. right? Um, just just having fun, um, and that there is, you know, that there is only a refrain. That only happens at the end, the beginning and the end, right? It's, you know, the only thing that is repeated uh, is, here we go, yo, here we go, yo, so what, so what's, what's the scenario? Um, and, I mean, so, like, what is the scenario? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's a good question. What is the scenario? Um, you know, I guess, I guess it's, like, laying out, you know, I it, it is, I think, like, it's laying out the community. It's laying out the tribe. It's laying out like who's in the posse, like what they each are going to bring to the table, right? How they're going to function as like a collective. Yeah, it's it is what's it's that it is both. It's rap as it's like the rap workout or the cipher as both. It's rap as both self actualization and collective actualization at the same time, and then, and then and it's not a zero sum, right? No, so it's, it's the a- it's the opposite of a rap battle, right? right. It's a, um, a, a like what is that? It's a a a rap collaborative. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a rap collaborative, and I you know I I I want to like going off of of kind of uh, going off of that. I want to. I kind of want to focus on the fact that, um, like, Buster Rhymes ends the song, right? Mm-hmm. He's given this, like, kind of, like, 
primo highlight, you know, really good position in the song, and he's allowed to like end the song, and like I mean. I mean, he's in the it's like the Usain Bolt position, right? He's the anchor uh, of the he's relay. The, yeah, and I mean, he's the anchor of the relay, and it's like, I mean, I mean, this is like, I feel like this is like the defining Buster Rhymes like verse. I mean, I this this is it's this, up there. It's it, this is like I it's mean, like this, a top five. This is like putting this is what put him on the map, right? And like, and I just think like there's a kind of a a, a generosity and like magnanimous attitude to like letting like someone else like end your song right and end the the posse song and to like let them really just kind of shine i think and i think that just speaks to the kind of general tone and like attitude of the song and i think what what tribe well quest was all about was that was that really like there again i keep talking about improv because i i know you know i i just see a lot of parallels here and like the i think like the kind of ideal is like ideal improv i'll say right where it's like this is this is again there's another song where like focus is shared like the collaboration is important the pieces all fit together right and there's like a real trade-off on there's a real like trade-off on like who goes for who goes when and how and it's all in service of the song and and of the track and it's not you know there isn't there isn't really the kind of ego that there's no ego there's no you know there's no sense of like it's my song i need to have like another verse to end it right like there's no like send me you know send me an email with your verse and i'll i'll like put it in on like the master's track like your well, your like phone recorded verse this is definitely a part of tribe called quest that uh, kanye did not pick up on <laughs> no i think that's right <laughs> i think that's right kanye is a tribe called quest of one <laughs> <laughs> no exactly well right i think kanye's like an as like a kind of master is like actually a master of ceremonies right he like he calls all his friends and like they all like like I don't know, like send send him a verse and then like an email file, right? And then it's like, thank you, I will put them together now. Uh, but or or maybe I will just like do another like two more verses. Right. I don't get the feeling like in uh, what's it, the champion song that like him and Gucci Mane are just like shooting the shit, just tossing back some lines. Like Gucci Mane did his part. Is like great. This sounds good. I will put it in this song. Thank you, Gucci Mane. <laughs> You're welcome, Kanye. Okay, bye. <laughs> well, you know, you don't get the sense of like this kind of, you know, yeah, just all of us, you know, good music, shooting the shit, hanging out. <laughs> no, and I, I think that that, and this is like a good place to to end on, is that this kind of sense of this kind of group of friends in this community is, I think, what what forges such an intense emotional connection um, uh, uh, between fans of, of Tribe Called Quest and this music. Um, and, you know, I, again, if, if in case, you know, radio, as we um, very well know, is not a visual medium, uh, but just in case it's not clear, that um, at, at one point within the last 10 minutes, we were both in tears uh, talking about Fife Dog. Um, and, 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 you know, that uh, if, you know, if you already were a fan of Tribe 
Bible called Quest, you probably were too, um, or or have been at some point in the last you know six months, uh, you know since his his passing. And um, if you are not yet, um, we we hope we hope that you will soon be in tears um, because th- th- there uh, there is um, something just amazing um, about this music and kind of give it the time it deserves and kind of spend the time um, with uh, with low end theory uh, uh, and with the kind of um, the, the 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 sticker covered Napster uh, burned CD mm-hmm. uh, and if you can't find one of those uh, mm-hmm. the Tribe Called Quest anthology um, is is a great place to start uh, and and uh, and and the kind of other albums on either side of this um, the earlier album uh, Pe- People's Instinctive uh, and um, the following album Midnight Marauders um, are all part of that and, and kind of start to spend some time uh, with these songs um, and kind of get to know them, get to know um, the, the rappers and I, and I think that this kind of sense of kind of inclusiveness and kind of being part of something something living and something vital um, is, is, is absolutely there, uh, regardless of whether you are kind of um, see yourself as a, as a hip-hop fan or not, I feel like the, this is I mean, without kind of um, dipping into hyperbole, this music is, is has potential to kind of change, if not if not your life, the way that you kind of view a huge section of the pop culture and of music, and 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 it is, um, and it is amazing that like any time I put this on, um, it is like kind of coming to a home, right, uh, and and to a, a a kind of welcome place, uh, and but it, but not in a way that is kind of easy or comfortable, but which there is always something to, to kind of discover. Um, and and engage um, and so um, so 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 spend some time um, with with tribe called quest um, and and keep us in the loop uh, and and you know be part of our community um, and you can do that uh, in so many ways um, you can do that on uh, Twitter um, at TFT podcast um, you can do that on Facebook theory for turntables um, tag your friends who are, are fans of a tribe called quest um, uh, or or share share the uh, the podcast posts on their wall um bring them in um uh, and you can always join the uh, join and comment in the show notes on overthinkingit.com. Um, so we are going to be continuing uh, in 1991 for a little longer, and kind of specifically in the late September of, of 1991, uh, the 23rd of September. Um, there may be a few other uh, albums that were from right around that time that we'll discuss, um, but we have a few more weeks in 1991, um, all with uh, really great albums. And I think that you know that we're not it's not going to necessarily get less emotional. Because these these are the things that came out in informative years for us, um, and kind of our, our start uh, songs that start to connect to us. So um, so that we, we'll be here next week, um, and when uh, and we'll, we'll see you there. And until then, keep it real.